subscribe to the YouTube channel, The Total Podcast with Phil Scott. Listen to the podcast and follow the podcast on Instagram at podcastphil. Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Total Podcast with me, your host, Phil Scott. Today, my guest is a brand new author, and she's currently a student as well, and she's, she's a, an aspiring teacher, an aspiring elementary school teacher, so we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. My guest today is Madison Moreno. So Madison, thank you so very much for joining the show today. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on, Phil. I'm super excited to get into things. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited to have you on as well. So Madison, if you would, um, tell us a little bit about your background, where you grew up, um, where you went to school, do you have siblings, um, that kind of thing. Yeah, so I grew up in the Central Valley in a little town called Clovis. Um, I grew up in a blended family too. So I've had a mom, a dad, and stepmom and stepdad. And so I've also had half siblings and step siblings. So I've had a lot of support um, growing up, which has really helped me shape who I am today. Super grateful for everything like that. Um, I went to school all public schools. And at a really young age, actually, I knew that I wanted to be a teacher. I think it was probably in third grade. Um, and I started when my little sister, she was, she's five years younger than me. So probably when I was about, I'd want to say eight, and she was maybe three, I actually transformed my dining room in my, in my house into my own classroom. Um, and so I would have her as well as all my little stuffed animals um, be my students. And I would I didn't get like a lot of money at the time, but like all the allowance money that I had, I put it aside so that I could go to Dollar Tree and buy like posters that I can put up and name tags. And I really just transformed my whole dining room into a classroom. And I started practicing just teaching at that. Young <laughs> stage. That is so fun. Yeah. And so from that point, it kind of just carried on. And I would tell my sister, like I would get together a whole schedule and be like, okay, we're going to have music class now and library class. And I walked her through the whole thing. She was super willing, which was great. Um, and yeah, my mom, she saw that and she just knew that it was something that I wanted to do. And she just kept pushing me for it, gave me opportunities to work with kids when I got, when I got older, like I would volunteer at vacation Bible school and things like that. Um, so everyone in my family has just always been super supportive. Now, Madison, you said this, this all occurred when you were in the third grade. Now, did you have a teacher? Was it your third grade teacher? Did you have teachers before that, that kind of started inspiring you to, to they put that little seed in your head that you might want to teach? Yeah, I would honestly say it was my third grade teacher. Her name is Miss Reidenauer. And I just remember being 
so excited to come into class into her class every day because she made it so much fun you know and I was like oh she she has the best job ever you know she gets to just play with kids and make them laugh and I was like you know that that sounds like something that I would want to do and then just over time as I got more opportunities like as I got older and got to work with kids myself um, I really got to see like that passion grow inside inside of me that I saw in her when I was younger that's amazing and I'll tell you to this day, I mean, it's been many years since I was in elementary school, but to this day, my probably my favorite teacher in elementary school was my kindergarten teacher. Um, she was this nice older lady. Um, she was just so sweet and calm, and I could never say her name right. And my little voice, she had this difficult name. <laughs> and so I'd, I'd never say her name right, but she would never correct me. And I just thought that was just looking back on it now, I just thought that was the coolest thing. Um, and she was just, she was so nice and calming and inviting. And I didn't have the greatest childhood coming up. Um, so whenever I was at school and I was in her classroom, I mean, it was just like, wow, the, the world is pretty good. And so that stayed with me my entire life just just her influence and, and her positivity and so I can see why your third grade teacher had such an important impact on you so now moving forward um, as you got to college what did you find were the most challenging or interesting things about um, what about wanting to become an elementary school teacher and and your journey um, did you have also I wanted to ask you too did you have um other teachers along the way, maybe other teachers in elementary school, middle school, if you went to a middle school or junior high, and high school that inspired you to teach as well? Yeah, so coming into college, like I said, I knew that I wanted to be a teacher. Um, and so I chose my school specifically for the program that they had for that. And in my first semester, my classes were super small. They were seminar based. So there was mm -hmm. like 11 students in there. And what I hadn't really talked about in high school, as far as the teaching classes that I took then, was like this style of teaching that really allows the students to give their own thoughts in the class and promotes this sense of community and just really centers the learning around the students rather than the teacher just preaching things at them. And that's yeah. something that I was really surprised with that I actually hadn't I didn't know that style of teaching could be possible. And so from that semester, I've written lots of papers in my classes about how I plan to implement aspects of that in the elementary school level. Cause I think it's super important for students and kids at any age to like know that it's okay to say the wrong answer, say what they believe in, you know? Now, in, in terms of your, your experience working with kids, have you had a chance to be like a, a TA or something in a classroom as well? Yes, I've had lots of experience. So my high school actually had a career class for elementary school teachers. So for two semesters, I was placed in a second grade classroom mm -hmm. and I would go four hours a week and I would basically student teach. So I would have small groups of students that I would work on their homework with and things like that. And sometimes the teacher would let me take over and like teach a lesson to the class, which I thought was super cool. It just really solidified my decision knowing that that's something that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And then this past summer, actually, I had a job where I was in charge of teaching and planning for classes for a little bit older kids. 
um, it was still a big range. I, I think I taught from ages six to 13. And this was more teaching. I was teaching a volleyball class, two different painting classes, and then a party planning class. So it was like more fun classes, but I was still getting that, that feeling of like being in charge and having the students like be excited to come to class. And I got lots of feedback from them saying that I was like their favorite class to come to. And it's just like things like that make me super happy because it knows that I'm like making a positive impact. That's awesome. Now, during this journey for you um, becoming slowly getting into the educational field, um, what do you find being on both sides of it right now now you're still a student and you're you're also studying to be a teacher what do you find are the most maybe challenging or fun things about the field of teaching so teaching itself is a reward just because you're knowing you're having that lasting impact which is what i want to why I wanted to teach was because I want to have that ability to have lasting impacts on students. Like you said, you remember your kindergarten teacher years and years later, like I would love to be that same teacher for students. But one challenge that I've noticed is that every single child is different. They have right. different abilities, different personalities. And so it's definitely a challenge on how to cater to all of them at the same time while they're in the same classroom, um, while not singling them out, but also not excluding them. So just the challenge of finding that balance, making sure that everyone is accounted for and meeting all of their needs and things like that. Now, once you do get, get into a classroom setting after you graduate, would you like to work in a public school system or a private school system, or are you still open to any, any of those? I'd be open to anything. Right now, my plan is once I graduate in May, actually, um, I'm going to pursue my master's in teaching curriculum and learning. Nice. And then once I receive that, I'm going to do my credential program. I think I'm going to go ahead and get it back home just because the school district that I went to, I would love the opportunity to go back and teach in the same one just because of the great experiences I had. I would love to contribute to that. So those are public schools. I would love to teach in one of those. I Primarily my sweet spot right now, I would say third, fourth or fifth. Yeah, I think my favorite grade um, teaching is third grade. Um, I've worked with third grade students a lot, and that's been like the most fun. It's like they're still little tiny. They're in between being tiny munchkins and being older and more independent. And I kind of like the third grade just because they're just like in the middle. They're, they're still eager learners just like even the fourth graders and such would be, but I don't know, there's just something about the third grade for me that just kind of stands out and it's just really fun about yeah, third it's definitely, grade. Definitely a sweet spot. I've noticed that too, where I've worked with the second graders and I worked with the fourth graders, but the third graders just, they're right there in the middle. Like they're able to be independent. They don't have to rely on you for anything, but they're also going to be super sweet and write you handwritten pictures and notes all the time. Yeah, and that's like that last year that they they seem to do things like that for some reason and I can remember being in the third grade too and just what it was like and then I can remember when I went into the fourth grade it was like life changed and just just the the attitude of the teachers and such 
changed, at least with the teacher that I had. My, mine's kind of a long story with my fourth grade teacher, but there's, yeah, there's, there's like this difference when you move from the third grade to the fourth grade, because then it's like, oh, you're, you're feeling like you're more grown up when you get into the fourth grade. And you, you don't feel like you're just this little person anymore. You feel like, oh, gee, I'm getting older now. <laughs> So there's 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 definitely a change once you get to the fourth grade, and and working with kids over the years, I've seen that too. There's this change when a, when students get into the fourth grade. Another one of my favorites now, it, but it requires much more effort and it's much more time consuming. Is kindergarten? They are just the sweetest little kids ever. Um, everything's new to them. Um, they're they're eager to learn so a lot of them are and so you'll have your criers of course the kids that cry <laughs> when they when they first start school and they miss their parents and such but um I, I wasn't that way as a matter of fact I was I was ready to go to school <laughs> when I started kindergarten I couldn't wait as a matter of fact my mom tried to get me into kindergarten early but they said because of where my birthday fell I couldn't start early so I was kind of bummed out, but I was excited to go when I went. So you have kids like that, but then they, they get acclimated to school and then they, they start um, enjoying school more and more every day. Um, the kindergarten is cute, but like I said, there's something just special about third grade. And, and I noticed every teacher seems to have their own favorite grade level of kids. Um, so you're, you're thinking third, fourth, and uh, fifth grade for yourself yeah but definitely third grade is my top priority like you said it's just it's just the sweetest spot yeah i think so too it's time for a break we'll be right back with more of the show right after this hi listeners listen to the Total Podcast with Phil Scott. Follow the Total Podcast with Phil Scott on Instagram at PodcastPhil and also subscribe to the podcast YouTube channel. It is the Total Podcast with Phil Scott on the YouTube channel. And now back to more of the Total Podcast. <laughs> So now, Madison, let's talk about how your book came into your mind and how, how you got the ideas to write your book, um, what's your book about, what's the title of your book, and just tell us um, also the age range, your target age range for the readers of your book. Yeah, so starting in elementary school, I learned early on as well that I loved to write. I would sit in my room and I would just take just blank pieces of printer paper and just write like two page stories and I just read them to my mom and that never changed I just my love for writing just continued to grow and grow and in high school my teachers really started picking me out and saying like hey like you're a really good writer I think you should do something with this I had my my senior year of high school my teacher my English teacher she had told me in college if I had or she asked if I was thinking about majoring in English in college and I was like you know I had never thought about that but I do really love to write 
Um, and I also like to teach. I, when I got to college, I was wondering how can I combine those two things into one? And so last spring I had a class with a teacher who she's also, also a published author. Our project was to create basically anything that we were passionate about. Mm -hmm. And I said that to my mom and her first thought was please write a children's book. And she had been egging me on to do it for years and years. And I just never got around to it. I was just pushing it off saying, oh no, I'm too busy. No, no, it's fine. But as soon as I mentioned to my teacher that I was interested in writing a book, she said, she gave me full support. She's like, I want you to do this. I will help you publish it. I'll help you with anything you need. I think you should really do this. And so that's how the idea began. And I actually wrote the book for that class, a very rough draft of it. And I worked with another student to just knock out some illustrations just so I could present something to my class. Mm -hmm. And in getting the feedback from all my classmates and how I mentioned that it was a possibility that I was going to turn it into a real book, they were 100% supportive and they were asking me when it was going to come out, when I could buy it. And so that really started the spark of me realizing, okay, like I really want to make this happen. And so that summer, or this past summer, I really started digging into it. I started reaching out to editors, getting my, my work out there, wrote my manuscript. And I started figuring out what kind of styles that I wanted to see in my book. Um, but one major thing that I really found that was a reason that I wanted to write this book was the lack of diversity in children's literature that I personally saw mm. up. And I think that it's super important. Obviously, everyone and any age can benefit from representation, regardless of their age or race or background. But kids especially, I think it's super important to instill in them at this young age that it's super important that it, they're able to see themselves, but others as well on the pages because it makes them feel as if they're a part of the world and it makes them feel like they're included. And so in writing my book, I wanted to include that aspect as well, which originally wasn't in my rough draft. And so when I finally met up or started talking to my illustrator, that was one of the first things I said was I would really, really, really like to put the emphasis on diversity. And so we talked together on how we were gonna do that. And we agreed that every single scene in my book that had characters in it, we're going to each be a different race. I wanted every single race to be represented in my book. And she said, oh, I 100% agree. And so she's about halfway done with them right now. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just been great seeing that it, it's coming to life um, because my book itself is focused on the importance of self-love, but also acceptance of others. And so my main character, her name is Sunny, Sunny Sunflower, Oh. which I chose because I just have an obsession with sunflowers. Everything, <laughs> everything I own is yellow. Um, and so in my book, Sunny Sunflower is struggling with this idea of jealousy and just being jealous of the other aspects and traits that the flowers that she lives in the garden with have that she doesn't. She's really picking herself apart, comparing herself to these other flowers. Um, but at the end of the book she learns that although her other flower friends you know look different than her or can do different things that doesn't mean that she's not special um so at the end she comes to realization that oh like my flower friends are all beautiful in their own ways but I am too and so I took that idea and I combined 
the importance for diversity in the children's books and children's literature as a whole. And I kind of did, yeah, I combined both of them together to create this one book called Grow to Love Yourself. That is such an awesome story. Wow. <laughs> and it, it's, it's so cute the way you use flowers for the characters. I think that's so clever. Yet it, it's so, I think kids can really identify and relate to that because when you look at it, like different flowers, there are lots of beautiful flowers in the world, but they all look different. So I think that's just so awesome and relevant the way you were able to meld that theme to relate to kids. That's, that's just uh, brilliant. So good job, Madison. Thank you. That's awesome. I wanted to ask you too, um, since we're on the subject of school and I'm going to get back to your book for a second, I meant to ask you this earlier. So you've spent part of your college life going to school through a pandemic. What has that been like for you? Yeah, it's definitely been different. About four weeks ago, I was able to come back on campus and all four of my classes are in person. So it's definitely been a big transition since the past two semesters, everything was online. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely will say that I 100% prefer in-person classes. Having that social interaction is super important. Didn't right. get that for a whole year. and Wasn't really able to connect with people besides seeing their face on a screen. Um, and I feel like I kind of missed out a lot on more meaningful conversations where you can see people's expressions and just things like that. Um, it's definitely a challenge to just finding that motivation to move from my bed to my desk instead of actually having to get up and go to class and just things like that made it kind of difficult, but I'm super glad to be back on campus now. Well, I'll, I'll tell you working in education myself and having to test kids virtually for the better part of gosh, a year, year and a half. Um, it, uh, it's nice to work with kids in person again and see their little, you know, we still can't see their smiling faces because they're wearing their mask, but still it's better than not having kids there at all at school at all. So yeah, I can, I can totally understand where you're coming from there as a student, from you being a student and me working with students um myself it's just it's it's just so much better having kids there physically and they appreciate it too you can tell the kids are happy to be back around their friends and no it's it's not quite back to normal yet but it's getting there and i'm sure and i know for you as a as especially a, a college student who just college students really thrive a lot of them too on being social and in person, that, that has to just make you very happy. And that has to be a huge difference for you. Oh, yes, 100%. And I had a job on campus freshman year where I was working with kids. And I had that whole year off. And I, when I was back home, I was just wondering, like, what those kids are up to? Like, how are they doing? Are they growing up? And so four weeks ago, I was able to come back. And 
I just saw those kids that I worked with when they were probably two years old and now they weren't even they were crawling and now I come back and they're speaking I'm having conversations with them wow I'm saying like hey I worked with you when you were a baby do you remember me and she's she can like the kids can talk back to me and say oh yeah I remember you I can tie my shoe now watch and it's just so crazy that so much can change in a year but I'm super super glad to be back at that job it's my favorite one that I've had that's awesome that is so awesome so with that everyone that is the end of this episode of the total podcast with me your host Phil Scott everyone stay safe be careful out there Take care of one another, and we will talk again soon. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, The Total Podcast with Phil Scott. Listen to the podcast and follow the podcast on Instagram at PodcastPhil.